Hey y'all, welcome to any, where love is the foundation of life with thyself. I'm Shani Wasikoff, and today God has blessed us with yet another day together, which is a miracle in and of itself. And last week we had another episode in our Any's Pondering Phrases, where we were asked the question, in life, what do you have control over? In life, what do you have control over? And being left with that question in a month like August was kind of like a crisis for me. (laughs) Because so often than not, we don't ask ourselves certain questions because the answers are usually eye-opening. Or sometimes we just ignore certain questions because we become comfortable and content in the way that we've been living and we don't want to be held accountable for our lifestyles. Or sometimes we simply just don't know and we don't take the initiative to know. Either or, or maybe even both, or maybe all of the ones we listed, who knows. But to begin with myself, since I am the one speaking, I will say that my answer to that question in life, what do I, Shani Wasserkoff, have control over. My answer was and is myself. And anything that is tied to Shani is what I have control over. So if I am the CEO of a business, then I have control over that business. But it's only because that I have control over myself. And now when my name is put on something and I have control over that something, then I now have control over that And ever since our jealousy episode, I've been always loving to check the definitions for things. And so the definition for control is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. And when speaking about me having control over myself, I like to say the power to influence or direct Shani Wasserkoff's behavior or the course of events connected to her. And not saying that I have control over the event, but I have control over my response and my reaction and my behavior in said event. Something that I found when tackling that phrase and that question was that there's two parts of control, which is our topic for today, control. And the two topics are control and taking control. They're completely different. And that's sometimes why I had the answer of, I don't know what people have control over. I don't know what I have control over. And it's not that I didn't know what I had control over. It was, I was confusing myself because I didn't take control over what I had control over. And we're going to talk more about that today because I want to break that down truly for myself and for you. So we both can have revelations that lead to the growth of our beings. So control. Again, control is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. And with keeping the same definition, you can use that for yourself. And so having control over yourself, if we're being completely honest in this world, there's so many things that are out of our control. And with saying that we have control over ourselves, it seems like such a small thing when you look at how large the world is. And it seems so intimidating that you only have control over yourself when there's a billion other people in this world, more than a billion actually. And saying that you have control over yourself holds much more power than you may think. 
Because saying you have control over yourself is important. And not just the daily challenge of living with yourself, but the daily challenge of living in a world with others and encountering different scenarios and people and behaviors. And so having control over yourself is different from taking control over yourself. Because, again, it can seem so tiny to have control over yourself. And having control over something, because that's, that's the question, what do we have control over? And the two topics are having control and taking control. It's important because you have control over yourself. That's you understanding that. You have control over this. You have control over your business. You understand that. That is something that's put into place, something that you cannot change. But taking control is you acting on that knowledge of having it, okay? I might have a keyboard at my home, but it collect dust because I don't take control of the opportunity to use it. And so there's a huge difference in having control over something and taking control over something, which is why last week's question confused me a little bit and also some of you all and not that it was confusing but that it left room for us to think on our own and to really see if we felt that having and taking control was the same thing if so we would have got the same answer if the question were switched around from being in life what do you have control over and in life what do you take control over for me the answer is the same it's important to know in life that truly all you have control over is yourself no matter how much you want to believe otherwise. And with knowing that, you take heed to that because that won't change unless you, like, die and become a butterfly. Um, But really, though, with knowing that you have control over yourself, use that to your advantage instead of to your downfall. So often than not, people understand that they have control over themselves, but they allow their emotions, their thoughts, and other people's words to control them. And so other people begin to take control over them Not actually, but in a sense, yes, because when someone tells you things and it becomes your thoughts and it becomes how you feel and there's the cause to your thoughts and your feelings and you don't take control over those thoughts and those feelings, they begin to control you. So it's not like that person is your puppeteer, but it's because they have these like needles poking you and you don't do anything about your wounds that they now are taking control over you. Not them but what they have caused to you. And now the effects left on your skin and on your being and on your soul aren't being taken care of. Whether you know that you have control over yourself or not, you're not taking control over yourself. And so in a sense, it's like, do you even have control over yourself? And so do you think that you have control over yourself? Do you know that you have control over yourself? And that's a question to ask because so often than not, we know things and we know that we have control of ourselves. We know that we make our choices and we know that we have control. But so often than not, we know that and we don't take heed to that. Things are so obvious to us sometimes, but that doesn't mean we're going to take heed to it. It could literally say no trespassing and I still trespass. Just because I know I shouldn't be trespassing does not mean I'm not going to trespass. And just because I know that I have control over myself doesn't mean I'm going to take it. And so that leaves the question of, with knowing something, to what extent does it get to be, and we don't actually take the proper steps to embody that knowledge? It reminds me of acknowledge all. Because, okay, you acknowledge that you 
understand that you have control over yourself. But when you're in every situation and you do everything but take that knowledge and use it, do you really have it? And you might know that you have it, but like, what's the point of having it if you're not using it? And so control, what is control? We just spoke on what control is, but with anything, what's the point of having this knowledge and you're not going to use it? Again, it, it like what, like how will that benefit you? And it can benefit you and it will benefit you, but you're not allowing it to because you're not taking control. You're just having it. But then the question comes, do you really even have it if you're not using it? Because just as anything, if you don't put things into practice, you start to become slowly but surely back to where you were from day one. And it's crazy that that it's possible, but it's because, again, practice, practice, practice. You don't just wake up and say, oh, like I just have perfect control over my being. But with knowing that you are the only person that you will ever have control over, the only thing you will ever have control over you then use that to your advantage and you start working on that and you start practicing that and you start finding ways, whether it's meditation or journaling, and how to help best control your thoughts, how to best not dwell on things and make the correct choices for your being. Because control isn't just moving around your body like a robot and making sure you do left, right, left, right, left, right. When you're walking, that's not what control is. Control is understanding that it's much deeper than that. Every single choice you make, and you realize that a lot of choices you make have now become subconscious. I want to remember what any episode we talked about that in, but things are so subconscious. I promise you, some things we do are so subconscious, and we don't even realize it. I promise you, sometimes we don't even realize that we we do things sometimes, but that is control. That is what you have control over. You have control over what you create a habit out of because, believe it or not, there was a day and time where that subconscious habit was not, but it became. And so if we know that we have that much power to create a subconscious habit to where our body is just used to doing it, Why not use that subconscious habit and why not implement subconscious habits that will best benefit us and create a path for us to grow? Why not? It comes to a point where you understand that everything you do is powerful. Everything you say is powerful and you have control over that. And so knowing you have control over that, why not use it? And why not take control? Taking control is not being perfect. Taking control is not being the master. Taking control is doing it. Taking control is effort. Taking control is the action. Taking control is the effect of the knowledge of knowing that you have it. It's not about it being easy. When we circle back to the question in life, what do we have control over? We have control over ourselves. Every little bit that makes up us. And with knowing that, when you're put in predicaments where you may be an authoritative figure, how are you going to control a group or how are you going to lead a group or lead a business or anything and you can't even do that with yourself? Of course you want to be promoted. Of course you want to be the leader. Of course. And not even that. Sometimes you might not want to lead this certain group or sometimes you might not want that. But... The most important thing to understand is that you do have control over yourself. 
and that just as anything is, it's a work in progress. It's something you have to learn how to do. You have to learn how to manage. You have to learn what works for you. And that's why it's important to spend time with yourself and to see that and to know that and acknowledge that and to maybe even jot it down so you can best help yourself. But it's not like you control yourself and you make yourself a slave to your mind, but you have the opportunity to control yourself to become the best version of yourself. And so with control, understand that you have control over yourself, but to what extent does that having control be if you aren't taking it? And that's with anything. You have knowledge on how to sing, but if you don't use it, will that knowledge ever create itself to becoming something that can increase and expand or will it just bring you back to square one because you never put it into play? That reminds me of choices, which is also going to be another any episode. I love, I just want to say this because it reminds me of something that I had a revelation over when reading the Bible. And there's no Bible verse that you can go to in the Bible that does not circle back to another one. It reminds me of our any episodes because I always think of another any episode when recording a new one. And it's a blessing. It's a true blessing to see that they all can correspond, but they aren't the exact same. And that's a blessing to me. Let me use this example that I was using when I was speaking to God earlier for you all. Let's say you want to learn how to play piano, but you have no prior knowledge on it. And so your first lesson with your new piano teacher is on Wednesday. And so you go in, mind you, again, you have no prior knowledge. You go in, you set the piano, and they start teaching you. Let's say they start teaching you do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Pardon me, thought it was a little funny. They start teaching you that, okay? And they teach you where middle C is. They don't start teaching you sheet music yet because how are you going to read sheet music? You don't even know where the keys are on the piano, okay? So they start teaching you C, D, E, F, G, A, B. And then they teach you that. And they teach you about what an octave is and all that, okay? And they want you to be able to recite that come next Wednesday. They just want you to practice that. And they want you to practice your fingering for it so... You go up and down the octave, okay? And that's all you have to learn. And that they want you to practice that for next Wednesday because that comes lesson two. And this reminds me of the idea that a hoopty is any new car because once it's off the lot, it's a used car. And so technically, you aren't a beginner anymore. You still have that title, but you're not a beginner with no knowledge because you have now been taught something. So you have a whole week to practice, okay? Now you come back next Wednesday. For lesson two and when your instructor instructs you to play what you were taught and to recite the keys all the way from C to B and back and then do that with your fingers you don't you don't and your teacher is like okay do you remember what we taught you and you say to some extent, yes, yes, I do. Um, and you ponder on it for a little while. And you, um, and I think it was, and you do all of that. And your instructor asks you, did you recall what I taught you when you went home? And you answer yes. And your instructor asks you, so why didn't you practice? So you can recall the next day and the next day and the next day. And the next day, until it came back to Wednesday, so you could then recall it for me, like we agreed upon last Wednesday. And for whatever excuse or whatever reasoning, doesn't matter because you didn't do it. 
And so you had that knowledge and you had the opportunity to grow that knowledge and to come back and to be stronger in the knowledge you had on Wednesday. And you had the opportunity to take control of the knowledge which you had, but you didn't. And so it gets to a point where it comes down to, do you really even know what we're talking about? Do you really even have an understanding of it? And if so, if you had such a great understanding of it, why didn't you take the initiative to do it? And it becomes this thing of where we have to learn to stop pointing the finger at everybody else and start just looking in the mirror at ourselves. Because it's so easy to see every single thing that we're doing to ourselves as our family is doing to us or if our friends are doing it to us. And we use their mishaps and their flaws and their actions towards us when they hurt as this blindfold to ourselves and so we focus on what they're doing that hurts us while we're the ones that's topping everything combined and it's hard to understand that but when you take control of yourself you take control on whether you're accountable or not and whether you're honest with yourself or not and whether you're going to take the initiative or not you take control over that and so even though this episode is not an any's pondering phrases, this is still an any episode. And I want to leave this with you all because it's going to also be the question on Spotify if you have it that you can respond to. But if you don't have it, I'm going to give it to you. And the question is, do you have control and are you taking it? Or do you have the knowledge to control? Or did you once have the knowledge to control and I want you to think of the difference for you from having control and from taking control it's a difference and I want you to say what that difference is for you but to understand that you will be the only person and the only thing that you have true control over in your life and everything that gets tied to you will then be something you have control over but make sure you can control yourself before you go out trying to control somebody or something else Okay, And you might find it easier to control other people, or try to at least, because again, all you have control over is yourself. Or you might find it easier to control other things. Whatever it is, it ain't going to be easy to control yourself, because trust me, living with yourself is is difficult enough. But if you're going to be living with yourself for the rest of your life, you might as well control some part of it. And that part is you. I love y'all so much and speaking about this in the episode is a blessing because this morning as I was reading my Bible, I had a huge revelation and I sat and talked to God for a while and I realized that the underlying message to everything I was speaking about was how much control we have over things and I was like, this is literally the episode I wanted to record it today and God is just such a blessing for allowing that to be. And so stop allowing yourself to give control to other things because so often y'all let's get into it hold on let's talk about it because so often than not we have so many problems right we're in pain sometimes or sometimes our family members are going through things or sometimes we just lost somebody there's so much stuff going on in this world that can seemingly take control over us like we give things so much more power over us And in a sense, we fool ourselves into believing that other things and situations and people have control over us when they don't. 
And it boils down to us just being weak. Because again, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And a lot of people hate the word weak. A lot of people hate to be tied to that word because it's like, I can't be weak. But depending on your perspective, that could be a positive and that could be a great revelation for you to understand that you are weak right now. Because to become strong, you have to come from somewhere. You can be strong and become stronger. But again, we ain't perfect. So in a sense, we're going to always be weak. But when you understand that you are at your weakest point, you can only increase. With having that knowledge, as you have the knowledge of your control, use it as you will take control. Using it is the action. And so I want y'all to understand that it's okay to feel and it's okay to be in pain. But don't allow that pain to be the controller, to be the master, to be the authority figure, to be the puppeteer. Do not allow that pain to be who you are supposed to be to it. You're supposed to control it. It's not supposed to control you. I'm never telling you all to forget your pain. Remember, in our jealousy episode when we spoke about the three A's and we said acknowledge, be accountable, and acknowledge. Acknowledge, accountable, acknowledge. We spoke on that and we spoke on how important that was. But so often than not, we find it that we complain about our situations and we complain and we complain and we complain and we never take control. And so we focus on the wrong C word. We complain instead of controlling. And it's so funny because We be in situations that we hate, but we take off our shoes, crack our toes, and pop our feet up on the coffee table and reside in the place we claim to hate. And where's our control at then? Do we still have it? Do we still have the knowledge of it? And if so, what does that matter if we're not taking it? It's like, I'm going to use myself as an example. When I love or... When I care for someone, I do it very openly, okay? And so I love people, and I do that with all that I have, and I'm that person for people. And so with taking control, I've realized that my revelation is that I have that savior mentality, and that because I'm a person of encouragement, and I encourage people, and that's something that I found joy in, but I can't necessarily be a savior if there's no one to save. And so it's as if I'm enabling that person to sit in their complaint instead of sit in their control. Again, we find it so easy to point the fingers at people. And I'm not making fun of anyone who might be weak-minded because, again, my flesh is weak. And so when I was talking to God about this this morning, I had a revelation that I also am a problem here because I'm enabling the complaints And I'm enabling the weak-minded because how am I going to be a savior if no one's weak? How am I going to be a savior if no one needs encouragement? And so it's like I I have to step back because I'm doing that and I'm not anybody's savior. I I ain't Jesus, okay? And I am nowhere near him. And so I have to understand that I am also a part of this and I am also someone who is competing in this race of the confusion of control. Because I control my actions and I have controlled every action that has led me to label myself as a savior. Today was the first time I ever did that. And so with that revelation, I had to take control of my actions and I had to be accountable for that. But to be accountable for that, I had to take control. 
I had to take control of myself. And I had to control the urge to ignore it and to jump over that accountability and just talk about other people and to just blame it on them. But I had to take control so I could be accountable and to be honest with myself. I want you to understand that you still have control, y'all. And please, I'm telling y'all, because with me, it's so hard to see people that you love be weak-minded and to allow themselves to give their control away to their situations and their feelings. And then you suffer because of it. And it's like, what do you do? You don't have control over them, so you can't control how they treat you. But you can control how you react, even if you're hurt. Your reaction has some sign of hurt, but you don't have to get vengeance because vengeance is the Lord's. And so even if you're in a situation where the consequences of someone else's actions have now rolled all down your back, you have control over you no matter what has happened. And don't treat nobody else like that person has treated you. Because there's going to come a time where you're in a situation and someone's actions are a part of you. And you're in a situation with somebody else and you're going through something together. And their actions and their lack of control is going to connect with you. And don't allow both of you all to fall. Okay? I'm not saying be their savior, but I'm saying be yours. And I ain't saying you Jesus, but I'm saying you got some control over your body. You have control over your mind, and I'm telling you to use it. Because no matter what somebody else does to you, no matter what happens to you, one, there's never a situation you can't get out of. And two, you have control over yourself no matter what. No matter if you feel like slapping somebody, no matter if you feel like cursing somebody, no matter if you feel like doing wrong to somebody, no matter what, you have control over yourself. And just make sure... You understand how powerful your actions can be and how powerful the consequences can be. And you have to understand just as there are many parts to control, there are many parts to your actions and many things that can come after them. And so use your actions to your benefit and not to your detriment. You have to be able to look at it like that. And so if you're in a situation with someone who is treating you as their oppressor, when you haven't done anything, but they're allowing their pain and suffrage to dictate their life and to control it, and you just happen to feel it because you're a part of their life and you're very close to it, take control. And sometimes if you're being the savior, you have to step back. It's not that you're forgetting them, it's not that you're leaving them, but it's that you can't keep enabling them. And sometimes it takes them seeing that they have to have control. And your mouth can't be their only form of support. Your mouth can't be their only form of encouragement. Your mouth can't be their only form of life in the place where they're at. Because sometimes it feels like you ain't living until somebody starts speaking. And baby, you can't be having that. Because to be honest, all we need is our Father who up in heaven, hallowed be his name. That is all we need, okay? And so you have to understand that if you being that Savior for them, you ain't their Savior. You can give people advice, but it gets to a point where it's like the piano teacher we were talking about. I've given you this instruction and you're not taking it. You're complaining to me about the same problem you didn't have for months. Okay? Where's the solution here? I've given you multiple solutions in the course of this month. Okay? We have 24 hours in a day and I've been talking to you for more than 24 hours, it seems. And why is it seemingly you have the same problem every single time? What is this? 
And why aren't you changing? And why aren't you choosing to take control? You acknowledge that you have it. But what is that going to do if you don't take it? I can acknowledge I have feet, but if I don't use them and just lay in bed all day, I'm going to end up forgetting how to use them. And even if I remember, I'm going to have to start using them to build my strength up again. It's just like the piano teacher, y'all. It's just like the piano teacher. If you're venting to somebody about your problems, I'm not saying you shouldn't have problems. I'm not saying it's not okay for you to feel. But when that becomes your life, but you still find a way to complain about it, but you still find a way for this to be your biggest problem, but you still find a way for this and that, but you still find a way to vent about the same thing every single time we speak, and our conversations just become your problems, our conversations just become your torment in different formats every time we speak. It's the same story, just in different words and just in different fluctuations of your breathing. It's different sometimes. But it's the same all the time when you really look at it. And so understand that you control everything because just like the piano teacher, that person had the knowledge. And just like the people that vent to you, when you speak, they may hear and they may have the knowledge. But what's the point if you ain't going to act on it? What's the point? And in so many situations where the people who are giving knowledge feel like they're wasting their time because I'm sitting here speaking and giving you my knowledge and you acknowledge that. And you acknowledge that my knowledge is correct and that it's going to assist you, but you don't use it. So it feels as though I'm wasting my time and this could be given to someone else who's not only going to acknowledge it, but they're going to step on it. And again, in that idea of, oh, my knowledge is right, you can get in that mindset of a savior. But sometimes you are there just to encourage somebody. But you have to understand that it gets to a point where that encouragement, it doesn't stop. But you have your revelation. You have your awakening that that encouragement ain't going to open that door for them. And even if it does, they will live their life as knowing that it was never their own doing. And so will you. And so they have to have control over how they walk their path. They have to have control over their journey. And if their life becomes turmoil because they control their life and they decide to sit in it, that's a choice, that's their control, then they, that's their life. But you can't be their savior. You can't be their cupid. And you can't shoot somebody to be their love and make put a smile on their face when they're sad. You can't do that. Even if you want to turn that arrow around and shoot yourself, you cannot be their savior. You cannot do it. And if you do do it, you're going to be in the same place they are. Because guess what? Y'all both have control over your lives. And y'all both choosing things that aren't benefiting y'all. And so, there's so much knowledge to have in understanding how powerful your, your options are. And I'm not telling y'all it's, a, it's not okay to vent. But it's different from venting and growing. And then your vents become your growth. You're going to face problems even after you vent about a certain thing. But don't let that be the same problem. Because so often than not when we vent... We don't think about the person who we're venting to. Nobody wants to keep hearing the same problem, especially if they're there trying to help you find a solution. And you're acknowledging their solutions, but you never take them. And so that results in you coming back talking about the same thing every single time. And y'all know how irritating it is to be taught the same thing in school, seemingly. And so please don't be that person. Change. You have control over that. Do it and take the initiative to do it and stop giving your control to everything but your doggone self. Even when you give your control to yourself, use it to your disadvantage and you start hurting yourself and you're your main oppressor. You're your main enemy. And it seems that you're not, but you are. You're killing yourself slowly. And I'm telling you to stop it because there's nobody that's going to stop it but you. Nobody can stop it but you. 
It has to be you. No matter how much your friend helps you, no matter how much your mama kisses you, no matter how many hugs you get from your love, no matter, does not matter. You're going to have to take that initiative. And so for the people who are helping, understand that your advice only takes them so far. Either they act on it, they take a bit of it, they take it with a grain of salt, it does not matter. But you cannot you can't do it for them. And so being a savior is taxing. And that's why God ain't sending the whole world to die on a cross. That's why God sent his only begotten son. And you can't be that for people. And sometimes you got to step back from those that you love with everything in you. Because you can't save somebody. You can give them a checklist to being saving. But they got to check it off with their actions. You can't do it for them. Because guess what? You only control you. I love y'all. This is my favorite episode of any, any, I love y'all. Um, the family we have here is a blessing and I love that. This is like, ugh, I love this episode so much because it blessed me and I could talk about this forever. We could talk about this forever, but I just pray that we all had a revelation for this, no matter who we were in this predicament. And sometimes we are all of them. And sometimes we've been in predicaments where we have been all these, we could just look back on them and see how important and how true and how honest this episode is. And so I love you all so much. Incredibly. I love y'all tremendously. I love y'all with everything in my heart. And so I pray you all enjoyed control and yeah, this is a beautiful episode. I love it, and I love you all so much. I love you all so, so, so much. If you all want to follow us on Instagram and chat with us, you may comment under a post or DM us, and we can chat there. Follow us on Instagram at I-N-N-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's I-N-N-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I love you all so much, but just remember that God loves you more than everybody on this earth combined. I love y'all so much. And until next Friday, Johnny says, laters. Bzzz. Everything in life comes back to you controlling you. Everything in your life comes back to your control over yourself. You can trace yourself back to when you came out of that womb or you came out of that incubator or you came out of wherever you came from. If you dropped down from the sky or came out of the the holes in your garage door, you can trace every moment from that up until what you had control over. And obviously when you were a baby, some things you physically could not do. But when you reach that age of your knowledge and good and evil and your age of knowing, you can see how the actions you made and how your control brought you to where you are now so seeing how important that is let yourself five years from now look back and see how your control from today brought you there and make sure you're doing things that will benefit you and think about those around you as well it's important to know that control is a huge factor in your life god bless